What is up, everybody? I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. A couple of notes I wanted to throw in right up top. The merch store is now live. BrennanTComedy.com. Click on the link merch store. We've got some uh, shirts, a couple of hats, all of it I really enjoy. Huge shout out to Billy Myers the third, my graphic designer who is also going to be on the podcast next week. Thank you preemptively for all the birthday wishes. If you really want to do something for me for my birthday, you don't have to. But if you do, check out uh, the Patreon site, patreon.com slash Brennan Thank you again so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. It was so much fun to record. Lots of love to everybody. Grab me a beer and grab me a coat. We about to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he done sobered up. Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds. And Brandon Tess, here, bitch, your ex-drinking buddy. Brandon Tess, here, bitch, your ex-drinking buddy. Brandon Tess, here, bitch, your ex-drinking buddy. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brandon Tassif is your ex-drinking buddy. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif. Quick rundown of the show if you are new to the show. I am sober now, but one of my favorite things to do back in my party days was to hang out with friends, get drunk, do drugs, get in trouble, and then reminisce about old stories. Being sober now, that is actually still one of my favorite things to do, is to hang out with friends, comics, actors, musicians, hear about some of their drinking stories. Today, I am joined... By hilarious comedian out of St. Augustine, the one and only Courtney Olson. Wow, thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what an introduction. Go ahead, um, plug everything up front. You guys, you we talked about it with Aaron, your significant other, but you two run a massive show here in St. Augustine. <laughs> um, yeah, we love it. Um, Paper Root, it's our baby. We pull about, I don't know, last time I think we had about 85 people in there, not yeah. including the comedians. That was a great show. Um, first one back and it went really, really well. It so, went awesome. Yeah, it was, yeah, that was, that was pretty amazing. But, um, next one, we have a huge treat, Brennan Tassif, <laughs> <laughs> but we also have an even bigger treat. Um, yeah, Sean Finnerty is going to be on the show. So Sean Finnerty, who's been on late night, um, travels all over the country headlines. Yeah. He's going to do paper route with us and he's going to murder. So yeah. we're really stoked to have gotten him. Um, but yeah, that show is the second, the Tuesday? second Tuesday, second Tuesday, every month, every month. Paper so Root this Clothing one will be Company. in June. Yeah. So yeah. the one coming up in June, that'll be my farewell to Florida date for that. And then Sean Finnerty. So I'm going to push the shit out of it as I would anytime on, I'm on paper route, but We're hopefully hoping. we can guilt people into coming out since it'll be my last <laughs> sh- big show in St. Augustine too. I don't think we're going to have to guilt them. Yeah, that's true, because Sean's a huge pull. Huge pull. I think we're going to hit 100. That's the goal. (laughs) We'll see. So we talked about it with Aaron uh, the last time. Uh, So we kind of got the backstory on Paper Root. But I did, just having you on the show, wanted to congratulate you guys on that room, because it is one of the most coveted rooms in the Southeast that we kind of run independently. Like, it's not a club. It's not like one of those, you know, mainstream corporate kind of venues you guys kind of found it and turned it into your baby and it became like the show everyone wanted to be on. So congratulations for that. Thank you. That's, um, that's great to hear. Yeah. We put a lot of love into it. Um, 
Well, I remember when you guys started, it was just kind of like a little small thing in the back. Uh, I mean, it was a big show in your first show, but it was just now you guys got the lights and the stage yeah. and the DJ and the whole thing now. Yeah, we started in the corner. Yeah. We started in the corner. We didn't have a, we had like a cooler out front with beer and wine in it. And now we're like charging basically the same price for three times more professional of a show. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely a super professional show the way you guys produce it. So I wanted to get that out of the way off the bat. Thank you. Now, Courtney, you, how long have you been doing? Have you been doing comedy as long as Aaron? Did you guys start at kind of around the same time? How did that happen? Well, um, actually I had been wanting to do it for a long time and I didn't really know like in St. Augustine where to hit an open mic or anything like that. Cause you were here for school, correct? Yeah. Um, and I was, I was studying, um, writing and I was like getting into comedy writing, um, and like film production. And so I was like, well, this is something I want to try out, you know? So I heard about the Boca bar open mic and that was right when Aaron and I had started dating. So he like went and came and saw me and then he started the next week. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so you were first. Oh, yeah. There we go. (laughs) Of course I was. That's fantastic. (laughs) Trendsetter. (laughs) Yes, you are very much so. Yeah, everyone thinks it's Aaron. It's me. That's true. It's kind of, it's kind of. oh, there's Aaron and Courtney, but it's actually Courtney and then Aaron. I'm the neck. He's the head. Okay, I get it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's the thing everything everybody sees, but you're the one who points him in the direction. I got you. I'm with you. (laughs) We talked about it again. You know, we'll make some references to Aaron's episode. Go back and check that out. But you two are together. You have your uh, your little monster together. Your super cute little baby boy. Thank you. Absolutely. Has that um, I'm going to ask a real hack question, but how has that affected your comedy? Oh, well, (laughs) It, just as the one who carried it, the baby, had dis- the baby, it destroyed the baby. almost every single joke <laughs> I had written. <laughs> because ha- half of my material was about like fuck babies, fuck being a mom. I never want to do that. I would be horrible at it. And so, um, one was, of one of your newer jokes that came out of it that's like one of my ultimate favorites though is the Target joke, the Target Run joke. That joke I actually recycled. Oh, really? The Target Chick-fil-A joke was one of the very few jokes that I told before I was pregnant about like why I could never be a mom. Oh, okay. And now I can use it in a different context. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so that was nice. Now when you say it, because we all know you're a mom, and so now when you say it, it's like... It's way funnier it's now. It's so funny. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's way funnier now, but it's actually like less relatable to me now because I don't get flack from other moms at all. Ever. Oh, really? No. So is that just kind of something you play up on stage yeah. to, to make it funnier? Yeah, because that was something I was terrified of. Yeah. When I was pregnant, it was like, oh my God, they're going to think I'm such a bad mom. But now, no. Moms are such a good community. Okay. Every time you run into a mom, you're like, oh, no, my baby doesn't have socks on. And they're like, you're doing great, mom. You're killing it. You know, moms are awesome. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. I honestly thought, I just assumed it was a super judgy community of people who were. Once he gets into school, it might be. Yeah, that's true. Only because like growing up, I remember how judgmental, just as kids, we were of other kids. Yeah. I think so. Maybe when, it's a kid thing more than a parent thing. I think it's almost like um, <laughs> like two vets will never disrespect each other for being shitty at it. Like it's the same type of PTSD. Okay, I got you. <laughs> where it's there like you I know what you've been through. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. 
<laughs> that's great i uh you did send me a list which i really appreciate um but i kind of want to jump around on this because yeah, yeah. uh because you sent me some very interesting <laughs> some very interesting uh topics so since we're just starting the episode we're gonna go with the um first time drinking now i have got obviously my own stories about that a lot of people who come on here it turns out the first time drinking isn't awesome for a lot of people because that tends to be a, a running theme when people come on. When I go, oh, your best or your worst stories about drinking drugs, whatever, people always go, oh, the first time drinking is it's terrible. my worst. Yeah. yeah. So go ahead and tell that story. Yeah, because we don't know how to do it, right? Exactly. Like the education's horrible. They're just like, this is really bad. And you're like, well, I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> if they had told me like how many shots... A- person my size should be taking I would have never but we were anyways we're in high school um like had a really long off period in the middle of the day and did you I don't mean to interrupt did you go to high school here no I went to high school in Colorado okay okay so I grew up in Fort Collins I I forget that you're not from Jacksonville yeah no thank god (laughs) I always say Jacksonville because Aaron loves the Jags so it always throws me off yeah no I'm Broncos, Broncos for life. But, um, so you grew up in, you said Fort, Fort Collins. Fort Collins. Yeah, it's like an hour north of Denver. Okay. And then you ended up coming to Florida. Did you come here for school? Yep. Okay. Yeah. I got okay. stuck here like everybody else. God. Yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy how you just decided to go to this school and then you met Aaron and now you have a baby and it's, I know. <laughs> one application change they and none of this happens. Offered me the most money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So growing up in Fort Collins, you you said you're in high school and you think, is this a big party? What's happening? No, (laughs) it's not that cool at all. (laughs) (laughs) We were it was the middle of the school day and we just like went over to our friend's house and just started taking shots. And I took probably like we're trying to split it up between the bottles so their parents wouldn't notice. Okay, so I took probably like. Eight to ten assorted shots of really wow. shitty liquor the very first time I ever drank. That's a lot of shots. Yeah. And I don't <laughs> I don't remember much of it, but <laughs> I do remember we like it's Colorado, middle of February. Oh, so it's freezing. It's freezing cold. And I ended up like in the middle of a lake, like on top of a rock. <laughs> Somehow quite dry. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like, okay, I've got to figure out how to get back from this. And then was the lake frozen over or it was slushed. Okay. I had to swim through it for sure. There's no way. I have no idea how I did it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, you know, it's like one of those ponds in like the middle of a subdivision. Yeah, I got it. So the fact that nobody's nobody called the police on us is insane because I was like out in public blacked out for like two hours. Well, you know, there's a lot of those, you know, people that stay at home. And you know, taking care of kids and yeah. stuff. And they're probably looking out the window like, what the like, hell? Oh, there's high school students like rolling down this hill. In the <laughs> middle of the day. Probably vomiting. Like, I have no idea. I was totally blacked out. I came to when I was falling down an entire flight of stairs. Oh, my God. Back at this, this person's house. And I was like, oh, shit. I need to go to English class. So. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it? <laughs> so I'm in English class. So you get to school and it's, it's all over for me. Like I 
before I got into class somehow like knocked the paper towel roll like the entire dispenser totally off the wall and like trying to put it back on before anybody notices I get to class late and I sit down and like I was like falling asleep and my teacher was lecturing and she kept patting me on the back like I was like sick and she'd be like hey wake up wake up and so my did you play it off like you were sick yeah like my you said high school how old a freshman sophomore I was probably a sophomore yeah. okay and my notes from that day were just <laughs> random words that she had said like scribbled all over the place <laughs> but I was puking into my sweatshirt sleeve so that it looked like I was just like leaning over and I would just like vomit into my sleeve oh my god that's disgusting <laughs> <It> was- <laughs> I had absolutely zero pride. <laughs> and then I yeah, I passed out in the bathroom and the nurse came and got me. But I told nobody ever, if my parents to listen to this, they're gonna be like, Oh shit. Oh, you nobody I, ever knew? You just No one ever knew. <laughs> See, and that's I had that bit about drinking before you go into work, but it's just it's holds up with school too. It's one of those weird games that you have to play where if you get too fucked up, it's like Am I saying I'm sick and leaving yeah. or am I going to try to ride this out? I had to I had to be like, I'm sick. Yeah. I'm going. And I know my alcohol or my vomit smells like alcohol. Yeah, because that's all that was in your system. Nobody said anything to me. Wow. Yeah. It's just one of those. I'm lucky. She's got rough stuff going on at home. Let's just leave it alone. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we don't want to touch this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I looked out that one. So I want to transition into another... Not so fun story. You've seen my comedy. I love dark stuff more than I like happy stuff. So you were talking about puking into your own sweater, which is disgusting. Uh, We might even title the episode that. (laughs) But fast forward, I'm assuming this is a few years later, 420. I'm not going to give away. I'll just say 420. This is a fun story. This is. Oh, it is. All right. In my in my head, it is. Okay. Because there's a lot of verbs you use here that I'm going to just let you reveal. So, I mean, I had a very pothead group of friends in college. Okay. Um, So fast forward now. You're in college. college. You're living in Florida. Yeah, and they're all living in the same house right down the street from me, and um, I was very well known for like drifting off and kind of disappearing okay that <laughs> i was that friend yeah you know? i'm that friend rob roick who we had on is that friend there's yeah it's, that, again another common the more i do the show the more i realize we're not all as different as we think we are no i yeah i mean but when you're in a group of girlfriends they get really mad at you for it because oh, yeah you know yeah yeah you know <laughs> They always think you're being attacked. So yeah, well, that's what I yeah, I yeah. Didn't want to say. It, but, yeah. but it's it's true. Like you have to watch out for each other. So when you have the one annoying friend who's just like climbing trees, and just like, vanishes. It's like oh god, we have to keep track of her. But that year on 420, I um, I had smoked so much that I just like. So this wasn't. This was just a few years ago because you yeah. just recently graduated. Yeah, probably. It's four or five years ago at this okay. point. Yeah, I um. I just vanished and took a nap for like five hours in the middle of the day. Really? And we had all these 420 plans. It was like our grand holiday. Yeah, so <laughs> you're at, you were at the friend's house, the, yeah. the friend's house down the street. And I was just like, I'm going to go home real quick and then just pass out. They hadn't heard from me. I woke up to so many pissed off text messages. So I was like, oh, okay, I have to make up for this. So I 
was gonna sell a bunch of edibles that day but instead i just like brought them all over to their house and gave them <laughs> to okay them so for you, free. you make up for it yeah it's like 10 30 and i'm like all right let's have this holiday like here's a bunch of booze here's i know a bunch i ruined of the edibles. last five hours let's, <laughs> let's make up for it right now and they accepted they accepted the gesture but we got really horrifically fucked up really fast yeah after that and I was just like the first time yeah. all over. Again. <laughs> Let's do eight shots in an hour. See what happens. Yeah. Except for at this point, I was like, I know I can handle this. I've done this every night. <laughs> <laughs> this entire semester, I got it. <laughs> um, but I was walking home and I was so. So you guys do all the edibles, drink all the drinks, drink all the drinks. I, I can't. I can't even remember how much and then you're just like all right now are you going back to your house as a group or no. you're vanishing i'm, going, I'm again? going back to my house alone you're wandering i've again. said goodbye for the night oh you have said yeah. goodbye okay. i've said goodbye i'm going back home to go to sleep and i'm like halfway there and i'm like i think i think i have to shit but i'm so high i can't tell you know <laughs> <laughs> no i don't know <laughs> it, it's one of we, I think we have I've been done a lot of drugs. And never once have I been like, I cannot tell if I have to shit. No, we had been doing a lot of the like muscle relaxy yeah, type of kinda... smoking, um, and so I just all my muscles like were feeling very weird, and I was like, it's very possible that I could shit my pants right now and just not know. <laughs> so I got home, and I was like. <laughs> I love these joggers and I don't want to know what's happened to them. So I just tossed them into the shower. I Not just sight unseen. Just didn't look. Into the shower. Tossed them in the shower. And then just proceeded to puke for a while until I like fell asleep on the floor. Because that's my of go-to move. Yeah. Yeah. It's like nice cold tile floor. Oh, yeah. Take all the clothes off. <laughs> Especially because your body's a little overheated because you're dehydrated and you're yeah. throwing up. And yeah. Oh, that's the, that's the move. Yeah. So I'm comfortable. I'm on the tile floor. There's puke in my hair, but I didn't notice. And then as I'm dreaming, I start to have these dreams where I like have to pee. And you know when you wake up yep. and you're like, oh, I'm not in the bathroom. I need to make it to the bathroom. I wake up and I go, oh, I am in the bathroom. So you just started peeing? I woke up the next morning in my own pee, puke in my hair. And I was like, I need to take a shower so badly. And I opened up the shower door to the shit pants that, oh, I, had, you did shit in them. that I had thrown in there the night before. So you, the, the verdict was you did actually shit in It was pants. a full trifecta. Gosh. Yeah. 420. Woo! 420. <laughs> Party. So, yeah. What happened? Did you save the pants? I saved the pants. Good. They were my favorite. <laughs> yeah, as you said. So I wanted to make sure you saved them. I ran the shower on top of them and then tossed them in the wash. And, yeah. Yeah. Good as new. Yeah. Did Now, I have so many questions about this. Most of you might be thinking, well, that's the end of the story, but so many questions. <laughs> Who did anybody find you? Because you were living with roommates. I was living with my girlfriend at the time. Okay. So just one other person. Mm-hmm. Um, and she. Was she at the 420 extravaganza? She was not really um, that I remember. And um, <laughs> she slept. She was asleep when I got home and she was still asleep when I woke up. 
So I didn't have to go through the embarrassment of being found. Oh, so she never even. I found myself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, she knew what she knew what went down. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just I've been in the position before where you, you're found. Oh. And it's the worst because you're like, I can handle it. Like, just leave me alone. I got it. The amount of pictures there are of me naked on the bathroom floor or like videos. (laughs) Yes, because everyone thinks like this is the first time this has ever happened. She'll want to see this. No, no, no. I know that I do that. Yeah, that's my thing. (laughs) That's my comfortable place. Everyone's like, man, we really got to show corner. This is getting a little out of control. You're like, no, that's a Tuesday. I do that every Tuesday. I enjoy my Tuesdays. That is me time. Yeah. That is me time. You back off. It's a healthy habit. <laughs> it's a healthy habit. So you you guys are, you, um, you, I got to stop referring to you and Aaron. You do enjoy weed. You're a big uh, weed advocate. Am I correct in saying that? I don't know if I'm an advocate. Oh, really? I, well, I mean, like, should it be legalized? Yes, for sure. Yeah, should ever, an advocate. Yeah, should everyone smoke weed? No. Yeah, that's true. That's I'm not one of those stoners who's like, here, you got to smoke this weed. Like, everyone needs to try weed. Like, like if my mom smoked weed, it would ruin her. <laughs> yeah, I'm. well, I'm that way because I've done a lot more harder drugs and enjoy harder drugs more. But like I smoked weed a few times in college because I my roommate and I, I was the heavy drinker and he was the stoner. Mm-hmm. So we were kind of like a odd couple kind yeah. of thing. And so <laughs> funny energy. Yeah, it was a weird. <laughs> but it was always because I loved to drink like I didn't like to do a lot of other stuff except cocaine because then I could drink more. Yeah. And then he was one of the people who he just smoked all all day. That's what he did. And he was super chill. So our energies were always a little weird because I was super like intense. Ah, and he was kind of always like, hey, man, yeah. just chill out. So I've always been like a natural stoner. Though. Yeah. Like my low energy, my whole family, like from freshman year, I didn't smoke until like my senior year of high school, but my freshman year on, my parents would be like, are you stoned? And I would say yes every single time. Oh, really? And they never knew. Never knew if I was stoned or not. Because you have that, you're kind of, you're subdued. You're very subdued. You're very chill. Thank you. Which is a, yeah, it's a fantastic quality to have from somebody who's runs super hot all the time. Like before we started, I was telling you guys a story about how I had like three bad tables in a row. And I was like, I'm quitting my job, I guess. And yeah. I'm fighting everybody. Oh, no, I get there. Yeah. It just, you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I did. You did have a story on here um, about other drugs. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I wanted to get. I yeah, I actually I do handle cocaine pretty well. Yeah, so you have it. The the story you sent me was moving on cocaine. Yeah, well, it was actually the first time I had tried cocaine. Um, How long ago was this? This is back when Aaron and I started dating. Okay. Um, So that's like three years now. Okay. Um, So this is after the 420 debacle. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Got it. I've not shit myself since then. (laughs) (laughs) Unless I did during birth, and I'm not sure. They don't tell they you. They don't. I was gonna say they don't tell you. No, oh, I think they just really fast. Yeah, um, <laughs> she's going through a lot right now. We don't have to. We don't have to do this. I don't think I did though. Um, but yeah, we were moving actually his stuff into my house. Okay. Um, and we had a bunch of people come over to help us, and like his friend just like brought some coke over, and I was like, 
Okay. Middle of the day. Like, guess I'm, yeah, I guess I'm getting fucked up today. And we were a little drunk, so I was, like, expecting it to be way different. Like, I was like, I don't think this is really hitting me. Oh, <laughs> You know, yeah, like, I didn't, I didn't, like, really feel my energy changing at all. And I, like, as I was saying that, I said, I don't think this is really hitting me. And then I picked up a queen mattress by myself and just, like, carried it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not feeling it, guys. <laughs> I'm just, like, turned into the Hulk. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, this is... This is very uncharacteristic for me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a, something I I used to love to do when I was drinking was move day drinking. You get a bunch of people over. Everyone's going to help out. It ends up cutting the, the move time yeah. significantly. And then everyone's just doing, well, for me, because I don't drink beer, everyone's just kind of doing shots while we move stuff. And it's just like a, it's like a party almost, like a moving party. It did not go that well for us. Okay. So what we, ended up happening? We were focused. I mean... We were focused just way more on the drinking than the moving. And I oh, think no. we just like ended up like calling a couple of kids over and paying the money to do it all for us. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. We were like, here's 50 bucks. Like, <laughs> So it just turned into a party for you guys. Yeah. And then they fucked all our furniture up. We oh, like, no. Uh, <laughs> whatever. So you got the queen mattress. Um, So that was the big, that big was, Hulk out. That on was the my Coke. big Hulk moment. I mean, yeah, I... <laughs> I moved a lot of furniture by myself that day. Did you? <laughs> yeah. So you you did a lot of the moving until yeah. you ended up paying the until kids. until we ended up. Just it was like tearing the bed apart, the bed frame that we were like, no way, we're, we're too done. fucked up to manage this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just the bed frame. You're like, last straw. I'm out of here. It, yeah. It was like unassembling furniture is almost worse than assembling it. Yeah, I've gotten into the I've done it a few times before where i just throw everything away because i normally buy like cheap walmart stuff anyway yeah so i'm like instead of trying to take this entertainment center apart that cost me 48 dollars, i'll just trash it and get a new one for 48 because it probably won't go back together yeah well and that's the other thing too yeah. it's all particle board yeah. and stuff and cardboard so it just you try to unscrew it and then everything just starts breaking apart anyway so it's like what am i doing yeah yeah i totally get that <laughs> i that's totally relatable so I've been trying to focus strictly on you, but you did send me a story about you and Aaron. Oh, yes. So Aaron and Courtney take Universal, <laughs> and then in parentheses you put, try to. <laughs> well, he he definitely went a lot harder in his heyday than, like, obviously I'm going right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, he's uh, he's told some stories that were pretty intense. Yeah, yeah. And then he did the, uh, which is why I always try to have a list now. He did the classic thing of, we stopped recording. He's like, oh, I forgot to tell the story about. And then he went into this crazy story about the Bahamas. In the Bahamas. Like, Jesus Christ. Do you know how many times I've heard that story? Probably a lot. When we get him <laughs> if, back on before if I If he leave, didn't get it in, it. I could tell it verbatim right now. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> just kidding um, but no he's he told me these stories when we started dating and so i thought like all right like i'm gonna have to keep up with him yeah but he's much older than me <laughs> like body wise yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um way more rundown so we <laughs> <laughs> we went to universal and we brought um how long ago like set it up where we so it was when we first started dating okay so this is around the moving it, time. it's like we were going ham at okay. this point. Like, yeah. Both of us were acting like we had way too much money. Like we just on a whim went to Universal, got a hotel. Oh, so you, you guys know? weren't even pass holders or anything. You just no. kind of went. No. Yeah. We just spent way too much money. God, those are expensive tickets if you're not. Yeah. 
Damn. <laughs> I went to go get way too drunk. Um, and this whole time when you guys first started dating while you were in school, you were working in the service industry also, correct? Yeah, I was at the Floridian. Okay. That I mean, that's how we met, really. It's like I went in to see him at Prohibition after I got off work a lot. Cause I would like go in for a drink after work. Oh, okay. So you, I, you didn't, you had no idea who he was and then no. you would go to this bar and you're like, who's this yeah, and then handsome he... man behind the bar with the big beard? <laughs> that, that, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he was cute, but, um, <laughs> wore you down, wore you down. He remembered the, my birthday after looking at my ID once. It was, <laughs> it's a hot girl summer move, man. I was like, cause he had served me after last call. Which was kind. Yeah. And then his boss comes up to him and goes, oh, she looks pretty young. Better check her ID. And he goes, oh, March 4th, 1997. And I was like, hmm. Aww. That's pretty creepy. Yeah, it is. It's weird. I think about that all the time. Like, you just tweak a story a little or tell it to a different person. It's like, oh, that's so romantic. And then other people are like, that's horrific. He probably yeah. has bodies in his basement. He just walks into the base or the attic and he's like, March 7th, July 13th, just to these dead bodies. Yeah, it could either start that way or it could be like, and then they got married yeah, three years and they later. Had a kid. Yeah. And they, yeah, and they're in love. Yeah. So luckily it went the right way for us. Yeah. But, um, absolutely. But so yeah, that's we how were, you guys started dating. Yeah, and we were both, we were going to Jacksonville and drinking a lot. And we decided to go to Universal one weekend and, um, just on a whim. Have we both got the weekend off? That doesn't happen a lot. Let's go to Universal. Yeah. And we um so we of course bring weed with us and we're just like walking around Universal chiefing on this weed pen. We're <laughs> buying drinks there. <laughs> However, we're also going in and out of the park back to the car because we have a handle of tequila in the car. Okay. So we're like really working ourselves out. Yeah, that's a, that's a long walk <laughs> too because like, you got to go all the way through City Walk, all the way back around. And we're both also total adrenaline junkies. So yeah. like we want to hit every single ride. And it was such a good day to be at Universal. Like it was just overcast. It looked like it was going to rain, but it never did. So like not too hot. We, we rode the Harry Potter ride like four times because there, there was like no line. But we're also like really, really drunk and taking shots every time in between. And so we had worn ourselves out to the point that Aaron needed like a three hour nap, like in the car. Okay. In the middle of like what, what time did you get there? Um, did you go like down early and go straight to Universal or did you go to the hotel like the night before and then wake up early? I feel like we got there when the park opened. Okay. Yeah. These are all things because I was a Disney, I was a Universal pass holder for a while then a Disney pass holder for a while. And so these are all things that I find fascinating. Like, <laughs> what was your strategy? No, because like, we were doing, we we're doing Islands of Adventure and um, Universal, Universal Studios. Studios. Yeah. So we were doing the whole thing. We wanted all day. And, so um, you leave St. Augustine because that's about an hour 30, the drive. I think we maybe, yeah, we had to have left at like seven in the, seven morning. In the morning, probably. Okay. Yeah, really the early for us. Yeah, that's why. That's yeah. why. See, I find this stuff so interesting. Most of my listeners are probably like, who cares? Talk about getting <laughs> drunk at the park. Yeah, so we're getting drunk at the park. We're yeah. getting shit-faced at the park and, you know. So when it's is the universal? Hour, when it's is the happiest the day that's, of your that's life. That's why I asked. When is the nap? The nap, maybe it, it could have been shorter, probably about two hours, but it's in the middle of the day. Okay, it's like so after we've eaten lunch. Got it. You're at the we, park. You're doing all the stuff. 
Yeah, we've been wasted at nine in the morning. And just the conversations between Aaron looks at me and goes, tell me one person in this park who's cooler than us right now. (laughs) And both of us are walking around like, "Mm -mm, none of them. No way. Nobody. In a shit house at 11 o'clock. And they're all looking at us like, oh my God. (laughs) What's in that butter beer? Can I have one? These people are a mess. Yeah. Um, But... Yeah, I ended up like losing my ticket out of the park. <laughs> oh, so, so when you left the park at one we point? We left the park and then I like left my ticket in the car. So we spent like probably about an hour just like walking back and forth to the car because I was like forgetting shit. Oh my God. <laughs> and, but the the most embarrassing thing, when I like realized I was too drunk, I had left my phone. I couldn't find it. And so I had Aaron like track it. And it's just on the train between the parks going back and forth oh my god i was like oh fuck (laughs) and i have to go and like ask the people to get it off the train for me and they're like what does it look like and i was like the case says boss bitch on it (laughs) oh wow i was like which i'm clearly not yeah well and that's also (laughs) another weird thing because that's like when you were in school wasted because it's like I don't want to talk to anybody but Aaron right now. Yeah, I was like, I want to eat my turkey leg. And just, yeah. I want to scream on a roller coaster like authority figures. Well, and now you have to have that conversation. You probably reek of booze and weed, and you're kind of like, "Hey, you guys, I left my phone." They're like, "Of course you left your phone." And and I had just started dating Aaron, and I had been losing everything, and he's like way drunker than I am and he's just looking at me like this bitch is a mess yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> I was like having so much fun and he was being so forgiving but I was like he's no way is he staying with me yeah you guys get back and he's like all right well that was a fun couple of weeks I'll see you later that was super annoying yeah <laughs> so what ended up happening you you obviously got your phone back but did you oh uh, we I mean it took us till the end of the day to like sober up enough to drive out of the park okay so like so at one point you guys did, we're like, all right, we need to stop drinking and maybe get some water. Like and- like the sun goes down and we're like, oh shit. Like, yeah. We need to drive we eventually. Have a to make now. Yeah. <laughs> like, we have an Airbnb set up. We have to get our car out of this garage somehow. So yeah, I think we waited till the park closed and then took like another little nap in the parking garage. Okay. And then skedaddled out of yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Had a nice Airbnb we stayed in for like three hours. And then turn around and just came <laughs> Turn around and went back to work and hell, you know. <laughs> the service industry life, it feels like. It is the service industry life. It's so conducive for that kind of stuff. There's so many times now where people come in like super hungover and I work at night or wasted, still wasted. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, that's why we work where we work. Like, get fucked up, go home and sleep. Like, yeah. what are we doing? But they just, it's like you said, it's, you come in. We're actually, a lot of people I know, and I know I was like this for a long time. I'm better at my job if I have a couple of drinks beforehand <laughs> because so, you're dealing with tables. Somebody you, told me that the other day. <laughs> yeah. You're dealing with people. And if you can get a little loose, like, hey, because I'm always super stiff at tables now that I'm sober because I always treat every table like it's this like business meeting kind of like, oh, we're in a nicer restaurant, blah, blah, blah. But like it, we have a couple of people who come in a little, a little saucy. And they're just like, hey, guys, what's and going they're on? they're killing it. Dude, you'll see them like they'll be it'll be super awkward like in the wait station because they're like yelling and like getting aggressive. And you're like, like not mean, but just like loud. Yeah. And you're like, God damn it. Like this guy's all fucked up again. Like what is happening? But then they'll go to your, their tables 
and they're just like, boom, boom, boom. How you doing? These are the specials. <laughs> this is the one. And like laughing and the tables are laughing. And I'm like, God damn. <laughs> like Aaron crushing and, it. Aaron and I call it schmoovin. Schmoovin? You get like just, just the proper amount of drunk that you can like still really move around the restaurant but also can schmooze all your customers okay you're schmoovin you're schmoovin that's when you make the maximum amount of tips yeah yes yeah. <laughs> i and i i remember i used to go in like that but then as my alcoholism got worse like i would go in and i was not schmoovin i was just wasted yeah and then that's when it gets dangerous because then you start forgetting stuff that the tables ask for you start forgetting which tables are yours you don't greet you're that's, just doing everything you can to power through the shift that's like a server nightmare yeah that's that's yeah. probably the worst no that sounds horrible <laughs> so i wanted to get to um you actually this is the story that you did reference when we talked about you coming on the show last paper route which was um the barter system that you used to have <laughs> when it came to getting alcohol. Yeah. Well, I, um, it kind of goes back to what I was saying about my friends calling me the wanderer and always being so pissed at me for like not being on the same page as them. Yeah. It kind of stemmed from this one night when we were, um, we we're out party hopping, but it was like, something weird like a Tuesday or something, you know, so there wasn't that much. And we know what happens to Courtney on Tuesday. (laughs) Tuesday's the best day of the week. (laughs) Um, Call back. I'm a professional. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So we end up at this house party. That's like mostly guys and um, girls hate that too. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Like guys hate when it's just guys at a party, but girls really hate it. Because girls just, like, make parties more fun, I think. That's true. <laughs> like, they're there to dance around and, like, whatever. So Well, and also, if you show up and it's you and, like, three other girls, then you're going to be the focal point now of everything. And yes. it's like, I just came to, like, hang out with my friends and drink and have a good time. And now every single person here is hitting on me. Yes. So that's how we thought it was going to be. Um, but turns out these guys were, like, super cool. So I'm just like kind of vibing with them, you know, mm-hmm. we're chatting and I'm like, okay, this seems like an okay, okay place to hang out. And my friends are trying to get the fuck out of there. They're like on high alert woman predator mode. Yeah. <laughs> and they Which can- is also goes back to why you would wander around and they'd be like, God damn it, probably not getting raped or something right yeah. now. <laughs> because I'm just like, and they're like talking to these guys and they keep coming back inside and being like, Courtney, we're leaving right now. And if you don't come with us, we're leaving you. And I'm like, not hearing the tone. So I'm like, okay, like, I'll see you. I'll catch up with you guys later. (laughs) See you at the next house. (laughs) And (laughs) and meanwhile, I'm inside just kind of like criticizing these guys because I was a little drunk and their house was really messy. And I was like, you really are having all these people over in your house. Oh, my God. You went total mom. (laughs) I went went total mom on them. I've always been a mom. (laughs) Deep, deep down. (laughs) Went total mom on them. And I was like, you know what? Don't worry about it. Like, I'll take care of it for you. So I'm just like cleaning up their house. Like mid party, mid party, mid get together, really. (laughs) But like telling them different tricks they can do. And they're just like giving me more and more beer. And in my head, it clicks. I'm like. I could get beer this way. Yeah. (laughs) 
So I start telling them like, I'm like, yeah, here's my phone number. It's like the only time I've ever given out my phone number to random guys at a party. <laughs> it's not <laughs> to look up. It's for I was hustling. Cleaning <laughs> I was hustling. So I was like, here's my phone number. You're 21. Show me your ID. You can buy me a six pack. Perfect. Like, that's great. So I go outside and all my friends are just like standing in the driveway. Just mad. <laughs> so pissed. I was like, I thought you were going to the next house. Yeah, and what happened? Like, I, thought you, I told you guys I'd catch up with <laughs> And so for the rest of the night, I'm just totally in the doghouse, you know. Wake up the next morning with a dead phone. So I finally see all the text messages I had been missing from them. And I've got like... 20 text messages from my friends that are like i can't believe you're doing this you could be dead <laughs> like oh god blah blah blah, blah. and then like but that 20... is how it, i mean as, as much as we roll our eyes that is how yeah, it happens no yes but then i also have 20 text messages from like random guys that are like i'll give you a six pack if you clean my house oh my like god. thanks so much for getting that stain out of my shirt <laughs> So did you actually pursue it? Did you start cleaning houses? No. Oh. No, I was like, my friends are probably right. These guys are probably creepy. But yeah. God, that would have been awesome. I don't know what it is, because I know you have the bit about um, how you're not really that nervous because the the Taken thing, um, <laughs> which is, again, another one of my favorite bits that you have. But I don't know what it is about certain women who feel that comfortability Cause I had, uh, we had Morgan Gallo on and she said the same kind of thing. Like when she was hanging out with guys, they were just friends. So in her head, she's like, I'm just hanging out with my friends, but other people see it and they go, this is a bad situation for you to be in. Like, this is how those news stories happen. It's, um, totally, totally false confidence. Oh, that's all it is. It's just kind of like, I mean, like, yes, you have to, in your case, you have to be a good judgment of character. And like, yeah. I believe I'm a good judgment of character. There's people I feel comfortable being around and people I don't, you yeah, know, absolutely. And I've been wrong before. It's scary to like, know that the possibility of being wrong has such high consequences. That's true. I never thought about it like that, but, um, Oh my God. You can't, that's... you can't for me. It's like, it shouldn't be this way. I'm mad. It is this way. So it's more important to me to just be able to get to live my life in the way that yeah. I want to. And I do just walk around with false confidence that hoping and praying. Well, and that's the other thing, too, is that the way you just described it, I, you know, I'm going to live my life. And that's I remember when I was really young and then 9-11 happened and everyone was like terrified. And I remember one of the guiding themes was don't live in fear because no. then ev they win because they, the they win. win. Yeah. So you just want to live your life. And the reason I related to that is because as a, a young female and you know, you're not, you, you're not doing Muay Thai. You're not, you know, you don't know jujitsu, yeah. like, <laughs> but you're still just like, I'm not going to be scared to like go out to bars with my friends. And if I want to go to a different bar, I'm not going to be scared no. to go to a different bar. And that takes, balls that I don't even know I would I left the comedy cellar in New York one time by myself at two in the morning as I walk into the subway station there were just three dudes out like right outside the steps and I was like taking a taxi like, <laughs> nope not doing it well you there's moments where you regret it right like now for you this is interesting how we've kind of stumbled into this but in your case have you ever and if this is too personal, just let me know. But have you ever been in a situation? I know you said that you've been wrong before, but have you ever been in a situation? Like, what is that feeling when you're like, 
oh, this is about to go really, really bad. Um, it's it's definitely like there have been cases where you've kind of feel like I have to feel this out because this guy is much bigger than me. Yeah. He's clearly trying to hit on me. And if I turn him down, I have no idea how angry how he's going to react. He could get. So yeah. that happens all the time, right? And that's a line that you kind of have to get used to walking. But like God, that's insane. Yeah. Yeah. I I talked about this with Rob um on his podcast, totally different scenario, but similar um, situation as far as the other person. Someone came into his shop and I complimented on him on how well he handled it because the, the guy didn't look like, you know, the best kind of character guy in the world. And, mm-hmm. you know, this, it's Rob runs a gold shop. So a lot of times it's people down on their luck, like at their wits end, like they 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 got to sell something that they really like in order to get money to pay rent or something. Mm-hmm. So you have to be able to talk to those people a certain way. Very similar yeah. to what you're saying is if I do this the wrong way, then this could end up badly for everyone involved. Oh, yeah. Before I wanted to say like, hey, Get let, the fuck away let me you. out of this Uber right now. But if I say that and then the doors lock, then you're over. not getting out of the Uber. It's all over. And that's, you know? it's so interesting. You're the first person that I've had on. I think that we've actually talked about this because as especially when I was drinking, my whole thing was like. If I would flirt with a girl, because I'm not very, I've talked about it before, but I'm not a very good flirt unless I'm introduced to you. Yeah. If we're at a party and someone goes, hey, Courtney, this is my friend Brennan. Brennan, this is Courtney. Then I feel like, oh, we know each other now because we have mutual friends. And so then I'll joke around and I'll play around and stuff and I can normally get a good vibe of what's happening. But I won't just cold walk up to somebody unless I'm hammered. Yeah. And in those cases, I was always just like, why do girls play games? Like, just tell me you don't want to. And then I'm like, wait a second. I'm six foot two, like 280 pounds at the time. It's like, yeah, I wouldn't have said anything to me either. Now that we're talking, you just you accept the drink and you're like, all right, I'm going to go to the other side of the bar now. Yeah. (laughs) You know, because and it's not it's not any guy's fault. I mean, it is. It's it's the guys that have sucked. But yeah. Yeah, some guys are like, well, I would never. And it's like, sure, but I don't know you. Yeah. Anybody coming at you with an AK-47 is... Is a threat. Yeah. Exactly. Another callback. I'm (laughs) joking the hell out of you today. Exactly. But no, yeah, I ran on... I think the most threatening... I was walking home from the same friend's house. It was like about a block between their house and my house. So every night I kind of made that walk. And one night my phone died and I just like didn't have anything on me really. And... um there was this guy in the street and he kept like kind of approaching me and approaching me and then like went was to he him. like cat calling you or no saying, like, hey, no he was like hey hey and he was a lot bigger than me so i was like trying homeless guy college guy just he looked like like honestly he was like ripped to the point where i was like he must have just gone to the gym like he looked like someone who like always just got done going from the gym yeah. but he also looked like really disheveled and like pretty drunk you know and so okay. I was like, this is so kind like of a fratty guy, like just leaving a party, but like maybe. older. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like probably in his forties. So oh, like damn. real recipe for disaster. Yeah. Um, and, uh, he like crossed the street over to me and had something in his hands and then like went to shake my hand and just like had his dick out. What? And I was like, all right. And I just like ran as fast as I fucking could all the way back to my house and luckily he didn't follow me but yeah i mean i've one guy on a bike tried to grab me one time i punched him in the back um which that 
I was really high when I did that. <laughs> so I'm that that was like way back in college. I was I was stoned. I'm walking to meet up with my girlfriend, and um, yeah, she, this. So guy, you're not blind to the consequences. No, like when no. your friends are like something could happen. I'm you like I know that like, could happen. Yeah, this guy rode past me. But you're like fuck that. I'm still gonna live yeah. my life. This guy rode past me, grabs me. I turn around and just like. Socked him. Socked him. It was just immediate reaction. Like the yeah. momentum was going, but he um, he like turned around, and so I was pretty afraid because I was like, "Oh shit, he's on a bike." Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm I'm, him. I'm on foot. Yeah, and I'm stoned. So, <laughs> yeah, that was scary. But I mean, what can you do? Yeah, that's not it. punch a guy. Yeah, no, you got to punch him. You got to punch the guy. Yeah, to show him who's boss. Yeah, this is my house. You're a yeah, guest here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God, so. That's just, I, I never thought of it from that perspective before. Cause I've always been the kind of person who is, like I said, where I was like, why don't they just tell me they don't want to like go out or something? Like, yeah. Why would they just ghost me? And it's like, oh, because then they're safely away from you in their house and they don't have to keep texting. Like then they can just stop talking to you. I feel like I try, I try the best I can to like tell jokes that bring that perspective to it. No. And absolutely. that it's not like, it's like, we don't hate you. Like. Well, yeah, because you do have a... a I'm just scared. <laughs> yeah, you have a lot of material about that that's where it's like, yeah, especially like we reference or I reference the AK-47 joke, but it's like, yeah, like it's a, you're you're depicted in society as if this goes badly or you don't like how this goes, you could kill me yeah. with your bare hands. Yeah, you have the power to. Yeah, and, and I just nothing have I to can do about it. trust that you won't. Yeah, which is good that most people don't. Yeah. But there's always those enough people, those do. knuckleheads, <laughs> enough people, people do. do to where it's because yeah. my my twin sister's the same way where she's very much like nobody's going to like d depict how I live my life. Like I'm going to do what I want to do. And she's always been that way. Mm -hmm. Like I have the story about putting my head through that guy's window of his car because we were leaving a bar in Daytona and I was she was standing like closer to the building and then I was there and then this other guy was in the street and he was like, let me get your number, girl. And she's like shouting her phone number. And I didn't like the cut of this guy's jib. So I was just like, no, nah, man, like, just keep it moving. Like, just keep it moving. And he's just like, like, come on, man. I'm a good guy. I'm a good guy. He's with a couple of his friends. They all get into this. But I'm like, I'm the nervous person. So out of your circle of friends, I'm your friend. So yeah. he's like, don't you know what can happen? Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And my twin sister, who's four foot eleven. Like a tiny person is just screaming her number out at the top of her lungs herself in downtown Daytona when we're wasted. And I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, you're not going to stop. Like, I'm going to do what I want to yeah. do. You're not going to stop me. Because, well, and you want to say like, no one can ever put their hands on me. No one can ever try to hurt me. Like you want to say that, but you don't have that power. Yeah, because that's the, just not true. The only power you have is like, I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah. Until somebody physically stops me from doing it. Yeah, and that's yeah. She just kept shouting out her number, and then the guy got in the car, and as I and he goes, "What's wrong with me?" I go, "I just don't like you, man." And as he's rolling up his window, he goes, "Well, fuck you, Frosted Flake." And that's when I turn and I go, "I can't hear you." And then I put my head through his window, and that stopped the whole flirtatious transaction very quickly. You're not trying to get he didn't a, text her. Yeah, you're not going to text her after her brother just put his head through your window. Jeez. But yeah, she's very much. And my older sister is very much like me, like nervous, anxious. Like, yeah. I'm not I don't want to be in this room full of people I don't know kind of thing. So it's interesting how 
doesn't doesn't it just all depends on the person like it just doesn't matter and that's one of the cool things that i love about you and especially you and aaron and nick that whole dynamic that you guys have going is you're all very chill people like you're just kind of like all right cool (laughs) like never once have i been in paper route and thought like oh fight's gonna break out you know what i mean (laughs) only that one time that it did oh the boy yeah there was a chair thrown the second show oh my god i don't know i don't remember that so i might not have been there tell that story there was um I think the first paper route I went to was three or four, and then I never missed one after that. Let's see. Um, I don't remember who had just finished up, um, but Casey Crawford was closing. Okay, yeah, then I wasn't at that show. Um, Because I love Casey, and I would have remembered that. Yeah, he murdered that night, too. Yeah. Did he tell the raccoon story? Yeah. (laughs) I love that story. (laughs) But um, For those of you listening, just real quick shout out, Casey Crawford. Check out his band, Virginity, on all digital streaming platforms. But he is also a very hilarious comedian. All right. Yes. So he was a headliner that night. And um, right before he got up, um, these girls were sitting on like this side yeah, part. Yeah, okay. And so it's an L shape for those of you listening. The stage and then there's kind of a, the main crowd and then it kind of goes off to the stage left of like this almost like side of the stage. Yeah, almost like a little VIP section on the yeah. side of the stage. Big couches um, over there. Before we had a real stage, though, we're on floor level. So the people sitting in the front row of that little section are like right up on the comedians. Okay. And the girls right behind them had just been drunk and talking and talking and talking. Which is something that does happen. I mean, it happens at all shows, but I've noticed sometimes at Paper Route towards the end of the show, people start to get a little like boozy. Yeah, exactly. We're raining that in next show. Oh, are you? Hard nine o'clock start time for anyone listening. Yeah. Hard nine o'clock start time. Yeah, because last time <laughs> I was texting Aaron and I was like, hey, man, I had to work. I switched shifts to try to get out early, but I don't think I'm going to get there till like 9, 930. He's like, don't worry, you'll be fine. I showed up at like 942 and you guys still hadn't started yet. Yes, and I was like, because right, cool. we always want to wait for everybody. Yeah. And we love you guys, but you get too drunk. So. Well, that's and then hard nine o'clock the start people time who get from there now on. At 830, they've been drinking the whole time. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. And this girl... <laughs> This girl had just been talking way too much and like we try to keep that showcase as professional as we can. So the people in front of her actually said something to her. Okay. And she ended up like putting her hand in the guy's face. So the girl punched her. So then she stands up and throws a chair at this girl. Is Casey on stage? As Casey's coming on the stage. So Casey's like on stage at this point watching this fight like, go hey, down. Everybody. Oh my God. Like WWE style fight happening on the side of the stage. Like we have to like physically remove them from the building. And Casey played it off so well. Yeah. <laughs> of course. He's, a he's fucking professional. He yeah. comes up there. He's like, everyone, please give a hand for those six people that I hired to do that before every single show <laughs> I perform. That's awesome. <laughs> but, Who pulled them out? Um, Aaron, for the most part. Okay. It was kind of like a gray. Because I couldn't see. I couldn't. It was like, kind I love of Nick, but I couldn't see Greg, Nick. Greg, Aaron. Like, no, me and Nick were both just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I can't see Nick like yoking somebody up like, I'm Prosecco. Get your ass out of here. No, I could I could be Nick in a fight for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, it would have been me before him. <laughs> <laughs> so Aaron basically is like, was, oh, no. Basically, Aaron and Greg had to kind of corral okay. him out of there. Yeah. And, yeah. God. Yeah. So for the most part, other than that one For the incident, most part, no fights. You've done 13 shows there, correct? This will be 14 coming up? 
Yes. 14 or 15. I don't, we always use fucking Roman numerals. I know. For and the... then I always lose count. <laughs> well, because I, I, I remember when you did the year anniversary show. Yes. Because you had everybody on and everybody, everybody who had ever been on before, you had them come on and do like five minutes. And so that was in December. Yeah. And then we did January, February. And then March, you shut down. So this will be 15, I think. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be a big one too. About it. it came full circle. So stoked about it. So, That's awesome. So yeah. full circle, plug everything one more time. Paper route next month. Well, second Tuesday of every month. second Tuesday of every month. Paper route clothing company off King Street in St. Augustine, Florida. It's 225 West King Street. There you go. And it's a great show every single time. Best also, show. just stop by there anytime yeah. to buy their clothing. Visit Greg. They have a lot of events going on there. So It's very interesting how... This is how I describe it to people. I go, it's called paper root clothing, but you walk in and then like the, the obviously cause it's, you know, unique clothing that they design themselves. So there's just that one, like almost hallway mm-hmm. that has all the shopping stuff. And then in the back, I don't know what they do normally back there, but in the back, it's like a performance. Well, stage. so typically it's like their warehouse that's production. Back okay. There, right. Oh, got so it, they need got a lot it. of space. Yeah, for I was that. Say, they've got so much space back there. And I was like, they don't have a lot of floor space for the clothes, no. but then they have this huge <laughs> back of house. Yeah. They do like printing and stuff back there. Oh, cause I've only ever seen it for the show. When we, when we first went there, they were doing like a movie night and I think they like just started getting into events back there yeah, and like Aaron realized you, yeah, they could use it like that. You guys went to see a movie. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the Lost movie. Lost Boys. That's what it was. Lost I remember listening back to his episode. I go, man, I should have dropped the Kiefer Sutherland because I know he's in that movie. <laughs> yeah. It was, um, yeah, it was a cool setup. It was like on a VHS on a projector and yeah. we we're like okay these people are down to do some funky stuff fun stuff you yeah know? and now it's turned into this now they've got a bar back there and a little popcorn yeah. machine and everything yeah and we totally lucked out you yeah. know just like happening upon a space that can flourish so much so well and it's perfect for what we're doing because you guys don't bring in you bring in a lot of awesome comedians you don't bring in some of these which we've talked about on the show before and the audience knows my disdain for some of these hacky like club comics or like yeah 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 like, hey, yeah Betty? like you bring in real comics um you bring in comics who play clubs but they're not like that's not they're they're not like that one style of oh the old ball and chain my wife duh, duh, duh. it's like they're real yeah. comics so i really appreciate that because there's so many venues that just bring in people who oh they've got this many followers or oh everybody loves them and it's like yeah but no, that's you not see what, what it's they're about. Doing? Like they're not doing, co- they're they're doing like the most low hanging, like oh, re- every it's relatable for everybody, but it's not even like a good joke. It's like an internet joke or yeah. a dad joke, and you're like, that's not that's not what we're doing here. Well, Aaron's got Aaron's got a really great eye for booking people. Yeah, he does. Um, and I mean, he's booked me twice. But, <laughs> and between Aaron and Nick, they do most of the like seeking out because I'm like really bad with names. Yeah. Um. But the way they kind of run people past me is like, if I remember your name, <laughs> uh, okay. then, then I yeah, enjoyed so your bring comedy. It up and, you're like, oh, yeah. and I'm like, if I don't know who they are, then they probably weren't. <laughs> yeah. That and it's not that like people aren't good or whatever. It's oh, no, we can talk as much shit as we want. <laughs> some people suck. Well, but some people just like really, really aren't right for our room. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and every time I mean, there's some jokes that I have that would fall into that category for sure. And every time we book someone, we think like. 
is their experience like because we want to give people the same experience we have on stage where it's like you feel like almost every single joke is just like boom fucking crushing you know and people are really into it like it feels like you got to perform like for a real show experience not like a restaurant full of people you best know? tape I have is the first paper show I did. Yeah. Best best tape I have. I clip that up all the time. It's just that energy, you know? Yeah. And so we want someone. You, it's almost can. like you can't fail. Yeah. So we want someone who's going to have that experience. Otherwise, it's not worth having them in that room. Yeah. Like, if you're going to hate it up there. Yeah. You know? Well, that's the other thing, too, is that it's very, it's conducive for the art form of comedy. Because a lot of the people listening are, and that's why I think I love, like I hold Paper Root in such high esteem because it's a show that, you know, I had just come back in. I had only been back in for, you know, everyone knows that I had taken a break for about three years. So I'd only been back in for a year or two when I was booked on the show. And it meant so much to me because it was one of those situations where it was like, these are the rooms that I talk about. When I talk about, I don't play, like I'm not conducive for clubs. I don't have a lot of hacky material. My mm. material, you have to listen or you're not going to get it. Like yes. I tell stories and you have to pay attention. If you don't pay attention, you're not going to hear dick, pussy, fart. Like it's not, you're not going to hear those trigger words like, oh, I need to laugh now. Like yes. it's, and mm. that's why when I was booked on paper, route, it always holds such a place in my heart. Cause I was like, oh, these people are listening to what we're saying. And you get to say what you want to say. Exactly. And instead of respond. thinking like, ugh, are they even going to catch this? Yeah. You know? Yeah, because there's certain stories that I tell where I'll have a dozen tags in them and I'll play rooms where people only laugh twice. And I go, because you're not fucking listening. Yeah, you're not paying attention it's, to this me. Isn't, we're not playing music where you can chit chat with your friends and then look up every like 10 minutes. Like, yeah. You got to pay attention. So again, full circle. I commend you for that. Second Thank Tuesday you. of every month. Going to be a blast. This next one, June 8th. The June 8th? <laughs> yeah, it's June 8th. Um, I'm glad you know. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Trust me. I'm putting just... together this Farewell to Florida tour. That was the big star date that I had. June 8th, oh, paper route. Well, it's not like I just show up. I, I do other stuff, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> well, go ahead and um, I don't know if you want to plug your social media, tell people where they can find you. Um, you you know, each date's coming up? I, I, by the time this comes out, it'll be past, I think. Oh, okay. Um, I guess you can follow me on Instagram. I'm horrible at like really promoting myself, but I am working on a website and I'm trying to get better. Okay. So if you follow me on Instagram and Facebook, I'll eventually put out my website and I've got like two albums that I've been working on. Oh, really? Yeah. Awesome. So. Okay, perfect. So check it out. Courtney Olson. If you Google her, this, this will come up along with her other stuff. Along with a million other Courtney, Courtney Olsons. Yeah. <laughs> What do you say? I look like I should have it. I look like I come from a country that ends in Vakia. <laughs> yeah, I look like I have a ship here in a Wayfair cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> My mom made me corny. <laughs> Just look for the nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, this was awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Perfect. Yeah, perfect fun. with the stories. And then we got into some more serious stuff. Perfect episode. So, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Again, subscribe on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Brennan Tassif. Check me out on all social media at Brennan T Comedy. Check out the website, BrennanTComedy.com. Farewell to Florida Tour. We'll be kicking off at Paper Root June 8th. It's a month where I will be traveling around the state doing my last shows in a lot of places before I move to New York City. So check out the website for those dates. And we'll talk to you all next week. Nothing? Bye. Okay. <laughs>